Print on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio has moved to a weekly format, splitting our content into shorter themed podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you don't miss any of our editions. Write on Audio Writing Tips, inspiring your writing by sharing tips from prominent authors. Today's writing tips come from Ray Miles. Ray is a writer and poet whose work has been featured in Write On on several occasions. Ray's piece is all about his writing process and serves as both an insight into his own creative process and advice for other writers. This piece is called Writing Tips for the Accidental Writer and here's Ray to introduce it. Hello there, my name's Ray Miles and I was asked if I could do a piece on the writing process. I will confess now that it's a difficult subject for me, as my writing tends to happen when the muse is upon me. There is no real defined process. I'll see something that catches my attention, or hear a snatch of conversation on the radio, the television, or in the street, or on one of the WhatsApp groups to which I belong, and it will inspire me. An example of this is the following that happened in a WhatsApp group. Alice said, The mouse has disappeared. I couldn't resist it. I said, but the sun is glorious in the west. It sounded like some sort of spy code. Just in case you weren't able to follow my convoluted train of thought, you must picture the scene. A small cafe in a Berlin back street. A man in a Macintosh sits at a table at the rear, reading a newspaper. Another man wearing a fedora sidles in, looking nervously around, and approaches the first man. He coughs and says... The mouse has disappeared. The first man doesn't look up and says, But the sun is glorious in the west. And all this because Alice had said earlier in the chat that she had found a mouse in her chest of drawers. And then came her message above. And I instantly had the image in my head of two spies in the pages of a Le Carre novel and jotted down the response and the scenario. It's just the way my brain works. A similar thing happens when I write poetry. It can be the smallest thing, and a couple of lines will come into my head. I have to write them down at that time or they're gone, like fragile gossamer in a strong wind. I have notebooks and pens scattered liberally around the house, with fragments of verse in that can be revisited later. I also have a voice recorder for emergencies. These fragments can just lay dormant after they've been written down or recorded, but sometimes I can feel the urge to work on them immediately, which is often inconvenient, but has to be done or I can feel no peace. This is happening less frequently now as my writing is maturing. I was subject to a traumatic personal event in February of 2021, and for me, since then, writing has been a huge emotional release. When I write, I tend to write from the heart. We all know the saying about wearing your heart on your sleeve, well, mine is on paper. My work is often intensely personal, but it seems that a lot of readers can identify with the emotions I express because my experiences are not unique. The difference is that I've discovered that I have a talent for being able to commit them to paper in a form that makes them accessible to all. I greatly admire the work of William Wordsworth, so I recently went on a pilgrimage to visit his erstwhile home, Dove Cottage, in Grasmere. 
Just being in the same room where he composed some of his memorable works was hugely inspiring to me. In his preface to the second edition of Lyrical Ballads in 1800, he wrote the following insightful words. Poetry is the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. It takes its origin from emotion recollected in tranquillity. Wordsworth tended to write in rhyming couplets, and it's one of the easier forms to write in. I'm not a fan of free verse because I like my lines to scan properly. It's all about the rhythm of the words. To me, it lends readability to the poem. It makes it easier to read, and because of the rhyme scheme and the scansion, it makes it acceptable to most people. When I start a poem, there's rarely a plan. I have no idea how long it's going to be in terms of number of lines or length of lines. I let the words find me. I can frequently get stuck for rhymes, though, but I've discovered an amazing resource on the web at rhymezone.com, which enables me to fine-tune the work after I have the bare bones down on paper, be it literal or virtual. As a contradiction to the previous paragraph, I've just completed the first year of a two-year course at the OU. I'm waiting nervously for the final mark to make sure I've passed. However, during the module, after a short section on Shakespeare and his contributions to the English language, we were given an exercise to do. We were presented with a choice of six first lines and invited to write a sonnet in the Shakespearean style, which is 14 lines in total, with alternate rhyming lines and a two-line volta at the end. For someone who rarely has any kind of plan, working within these constraints was quite hard. I was quite pleased with the results, though, even though it was almost accidental, and it has been published by Pentaprint. I have to say that my admiration for the Bard has gone up tremendously, because it really is pretty difficult to write like that. I've concluded that I'm a rhyming couplet kind of guy, like Wordsworth. But what of prose, I hear you ask? Before February 2021, I regarded myself as an aspiring author of novels for both adults and children. While I was still working, I wrote a children's book in my breaks. My colleagues were a little bemused by the fact that I could usually be found in the corner of the cafeteria, pen in hand, scrawling furiously. I had an opening and an ending in mind, but the journey between the two points was unscripted. I was pleased with the end result. My beta readers liked it, but the literary agents I sent it to all disagreed. Undaunted, I commenced a second effort, but when I was halfway through, the words ceased to flow and seemed forced, so I abandoned the work, and it remains half complete, gathering dust in a drawer. I freely admit I was more than a little downhearted by all the rejections, but in 2018, while I was on holiday on Zakynthos, I found myself with some unexpected free time, and suddenly an idea for a supernatural detective novel came to me. Where the idea sprang from I have no clue, but I started to get the words down, and before I knew it, there were four full sheets of A4 paper and an empty pen. I had to go to a local supermarket and buy an exercise book and some pens so that I could continue. I really enjoyed writing the book and was able to just let my imagination run riot. Once more, I had no clear plan, which will probably horrify some readers, and the characters appeared as necessary. 
I was able to keep the thread of characters in my head and over the next two years I picked up the work and added to it when I could. And I'm on my second jotter now after using up the first exercise book. Once again though, circumstances have conspired against me and the work is unfinished, although never far from my conscious mind. I will pick it up again before too long and breathe new life into the pages. Once again, I'm quite pleased with it and earlier this year took the somewhat ambitious step of submitting it to the Crime Writers Association Debut Dagger Awards. I was unsuccessful on this occasion, but there's always next year. In the meantime, I have my poetry. As an example of the tortuous path my mind takes, I had an idea recently for a poem that would celebrate the 30th anniversary of the local carers' organisation who have been instrumental in saving me and my sanity. The first two lines came and went over the last couple of weeks like a reservoir filling up, and then, a few nights ago, it was like the dam burst, and I had to sit down with a pen and pad. I wrote the poem, all 32 lines of it, put it on the computer and sent it to the organisation all in just over two hours. They were delighted with it and have shared it on their social media and I've had comments regarding the poem making the reader cry. An accolade indeed. So while I'm not perhaps the best role model for someone to base their literary career on, I hope that this has given you a small insight into how things can happen which often feels almost accidental. I've had seven pieces used by pen to print, which is hugely satisfying. I've had one poem published in a small booklet for a local mental health charity, and, after submitting a poem to a mass participation project run by the Edinburgh International Book Festival, they've selected it and asked me to perform it live at one of their festival events on August the 15th. The world is my oyster. Thank you, Ray, for your writing tips for the accidental writer. We'll post links so you can read some of Ray's poetry and read a little more about him in the show notes for this podcast. Please listen in to the podcast next week for a poetry special featuring London-based poet and spoken word artist of Yuki. If you'd like to share your writing with us, you can do so via pentaprint.org forward slash get hyphen involved forward slash submit hyphen to hyphen write hyphen on. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in write on or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. I've been Tiffany Clare and you've been listening to Write on Audio. Write on Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print.